Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Thanksgiving weekend continues. We get into the NFL today. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Hope you're doing well, having a nice weekend. Of course, week 12 in the <sighs> NFL. Michael Lombardi out at the Borgata. We say hi, Michael. Good morning. How are you? Oh, Patrick, I'm doing great. Loving the Don Johnson look. Looking good, my man. You got to love it. Thank oh. you. You and Berman will have plenty to talk about today via text. No, no, <laughs> Berman. He's recovering from last night. He'll be all right. Don't worry about it. We got him all squared away. He's all good. He's all good. What's going Buddy on? And all. Not much. I mean, what a what a Saturday in college football, huh? I mean, what a Saturday in college football. I, I know we, we, we're going to go to week 12 in the NFL, no, but we've got to take a break. It. Let's discuss it. I, I mean, I have been racking my brain since Oklahoma State scored to make it 37-33 to win that game. of, And then Alabama's multiple two-point conversion win over <laughs> Auburn to figure out how the committee is going to doctor this one up. Like, how are they going to do it, right? Michigan, let's just put this out there. Michigan was dominant. In everything that I believe in, in terms of football, their pad level was exceptional. Their fundamentals were great. I mean, they didn't punt in the second half. Their mental toughness was outstanding. They took the best punch Ohio State had and stood right in there with them. And every chance they had to get fall behind, like we've said on this program a lot, this is a different Michigan team. This mm-hmm. is a way different Michigan team, particularly defensively. I mean, we didn't see the 90-yard touchdown That's pass right. that we used to see. So... My question comes back. Obviously, Michigan's going to be in the top four, right? We know that. 
Who is, and we know Georgia's going to be in there. And Alabama didn't lose, so they're in there. And Cincinnati's going to be in there. My question is how they're going to rank them. Polls and prices. If the prices were right, it would go Georgia, Michigan, right, prices, power rankings, Alabama, Cincinnati, maybe Oklahoma State. I mean, Notre Dame's sitting there in the most perfect position of all. They're done, and all they're going to do is watch everybody else screw it up. <laughs> I think you succinctly put it. First off, great call on Michigan. We were just talking Femi and Pritch and I were just talking. You know, that was necessary for college football to get that rivalry back because 15 yes. of 16 going Ohio State's way, that was turning into obviously it was very one-sided. So that was important. And just the way it happened, Michael, that was, like you said, they punched them in the mouth and they were the more physical team, Michigan. That was very evident. And they didn't blink. I mean, every chance they had to blink, they didn't blink. I mean, they didn't punt in the second half. And every, every time uh, Ohio State got it to within one score, obviously the two-point conversion, they went right back down the field and put the game away. I mean, they never blinked. I mean, that, that was so impressive by Michigan. And what it showed me was that you can have mental toughness and still run the spread. Like, you can have physical toughness and still run the spread. I thought it was outstanding. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh takes a lot of heat. I think he, what he has is a team that is modeled after his personality because as he's, you know, we're, we're talking about November and December, fundamentals, techniques, and all those things. And Ohio State's defense wasn't as bad as it looked yesterday, but it looked bad. So Michigan needs to beat, and again, we talked about this yesterday, Iowa now in the Big Ten Championships. <laughs> I mean, think Everybody, about that. Indianapolis. Know, I mean, Iowa's like that dog. Everybody just keeps kicking. You can't put you know, them down. The, you can't okay, put them down. You know, you know it just, it's unbelievable. They're just resilient, you know. They're, uh, can you imagine that, that they were underdogs and, and to Nebraska? I mean, they, they were underdogs to Nebraska, and they come out at a seven-point winner. So Michigan needs to beat them, though, because a two-loss Big Ten team ain't getting in, so that would open up the path for Notre Dame. We know Cincinnati's going to be in the mix. Oklahoma State now goes on to play Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. So there's still plenty to be figured out here. Plenty to be figured out. And it's almost, it's, it's really unfair for Notre Dame to sit there as a spectator and just watch everybody else mess it up. Like Oklahoma State has to play a really hard Baylor team. That's, that's a playoff game, right? It's like Notre Dame gets an exemption from the playoffs and they get the benefit from the, where they're sitting. It's unfair. It really is unfair. And I'm not against Notre Dame. Look, Barbershop put $20 in the pot today. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I get it all. I, but it's unfair for Notre Dame to be a spectator. So because they, if they yeah. get in, if yep. they get in, they're, gonna, they're, they're not going to be as well-rounded as these teams. If Michigan played Notre Dame, what do you think the line would be on that game? Well, they're going to sit and wait for chaos now, Notre Dame. And no Notre Dame for chaos. Yeah, they have themselves to blame. I mean, they hosted Cincinnati and they got beat on the field. So that's an issue. Now, to your point, now all of a sudden a two-loss SEC team. So next week in Atlanta, Alabama gets beat by Georgia. They ain't getting in because those weren't style points at Jordan-Hare no. yesterday. No, 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 they weren't. And look, I mean, you know, the, these two-loss teams, I mean, let's be honest here. You know, how are they? You know, I, I, as we said yesterday on this program, Ohio State had more to lose than Michigan. If Michigan lost that game, Harbaugh would have taken more heat. They would have had a nice New Year's Day bowl game, the Citrus Bowl or something. It would have been great for them. It would have been a great matchup. Ohio State now, they're on the outside looking in. You see, what, on the outside you see what Harbaugh in. said about Ryan Day, and we'll transition no. here. You see what he said? No. no. 
He said, some people are born on third and think they hit a triple. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, this, the program over the previous five years before he took over had lost like seven games. So there is yeah. something to it. But anyway, hail to the victors. Amazing blue. Well, before we jump away, before we jump away, since we are a betting network, I'm surprised. Last night, the, Berman and I were, were, were going down to this event we went to, and I asked him what he, we thought the Georgia-Alabama line would be. And I, after the game, after the, you know, the, the 19 two-point conversions and all that. <laughs> and so this morning I came in and looked at it, and I, I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be over seven at six. And Circa's at four. I don't know why. Maybe the software is a little slow here, but six, six and a half. I got a couple of books, one offshore at four. I agreed with you. I thought it was going to be closer to seven. I did too. Now, you know, and Baylor, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State six and a half point favorite in that game. And, it, I mean, they're, Bohannon's got to play, I would think, right? I mean, Oklahoma think. State's defense in the second half yesterday was very good. It was very good. It so, was terrible in the first half. They couldn't stop the It was run. terrible. It couldn't stop anybody. So, I mean, you know, we're talking about what a great, great weekend next week it'll be. we got Baylor, Oklahoma State. We've got, you know, Houston, Cincinnati, and we got Georgia, Alabama. Those are three great games. Michael Lombardi, you take a stab. John Ewing, BetMGM, just told us the three most heavily bet games on the board today. I want you to take a, take a step back and think about this because – the, the, today's slate on week 12, we got the two buys, Arizona and Kansas City. Aside from that, this is a great slate of games. I want you to take a guess at the three most heavily bet games on the board right now. Well, the one, one most heavily bet game is Tennessee, New England. You Without nailed it. That's number two. Because it, the lie, I have learned through this betting world that, that these high lines get bet. Over, you know, the six and a half, those lines get bet. I would say Pittsburgh, Cincinnati would be two. And I would say the Rams-Packers would be three. Guess what? Bucks-Colts one, Pats-Titans two, and your Eagles and Giants of course, three. Of course. <laughs> well, I'm mean, an idiot. I'm an idiot. The I'm parade. Why would you think anything but the parade, right? The parade. I mean, I am an idiot. And Thomas said, he's, I said, Thomas, you t he said, oh, we're taking all Eagle money here. And I said, well, well, you're not going to move the line to three. Oh, no, I can't move the line to three. It would take even more. I said, why don't you move it to four so you get some giant money in here? You know, and he's like, well, we still have giant money. You know, like, move it to four. You get a – I mean, I would think you get giant money if you moved it to four, right? <laughs> right now it's three and a half with Philly laying it on the road. Now, we should discuss this. Your boy, Coach Garrett, not Jason, yes. is out. Freddie Kitchens uh, is in. Sterling Shepard's out. Report today that, and there's a report today. Gettleman's out too. Yes. Major shakeups going on up in the Meadowlands. We should discuss. I want. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, Sterling Shepard out. Kadarius Tony out. What the the funny thing about Daniel Jones is he's got a seven game. Essentially, he, here's his tryout. But they continue to be banged up. I mean, it's, oh, Barkley's yeah. going to play, but this is going to make it easier on that Eagles defense. All they have is Galladay to focus on with the receivers being banged up. And here we go. Let's start with Gettleman. Your thoughts on, you know, he's going to be 71 years old. He's been there since 18. It hasn't, it hasn't been fixed. It's not his. I mean, Gettleman's just – Gettleman's a, a figurehead. He's in place. He's the lightning rod to take all the lightning. The, the, this, nothing's going to change. John Mara's going to run the team. Chris Mara, his brother, is involved. I mean, the Mara family runs the team. Gettleman's just a lightning rod. Right? He's just taking the heat. He's not walking in there saying, daggone it, I want to do that. No, that's not the case. Like any Giant fan thinks that getting rid of Gettleman is like, it's like thinking that, you know, something's, it's not going to change anything in New York. 
It's not going to change anything. The game today, to me, is about can the Giants' offensive line block the Eagles' front? Now, give the Eagles credit. I've been hard on Jonathan Gannon all year, but he has changed over the last couple weeks in terms of his philosophy defensively. Started to play more man. Why we're seeing Slay make more plays? Remember, there was a time where they didn't get any. They didn't touch a football when they played the Chargers. They did not get their hands on a ball as a secondary. And now they've changed a little bit. They're playing more zone. They're attacking the quarterback. They're going to have to heat it up on Daniel Jones. It's going to be an interesting game in the first quarter. If they don't heat it up on him and Daniel Jones gets comfortable and they play this like a zone game, the Giants, whether they're without players or not, will move the football. You see the number, Eagles laying three and a half. Don't be concerned if you want to lay it. There's no home field advantage here, Michael. Over the last six meetings no. between the Eagles and Giants, the visitors 5-1 and one ATS. Yeah, no, I mean, and look, let's face it, you know, it'll be a very, very quiet crowd up there. And the way you cry at the crowd is get first downs. How the Giants handle the Oklahoma offense, that's going to be the key. You've got to tackle the quarterback. You've got to play the quarterback. I mean, last week, and Jordan Howard's not going to play is my understanding, right, Patrick? I think he is a Jordan scratch Howard's for the out. game. Jordan Howard's out for the game. So, you know, that's going to be – that gives Miles Sanders, who's been prone to turn the ball over. The Giants need to make some turnovers. And more importantly, they need to make Jalen Hurts play quarterback. I know he's going to the Pro Bowl. I know he has a gold jacket already lined up. But he is going <laughs> to have to play quarterback. I have two uh, – the most important question I have for you on this Sunday is, is it going to be a Jalen Hurts statue or a Nick Sirianni statue out in front of probably the Lincoln? Probably both. Probably both. Put them both? You know, well, they did think, before. Yeah, no doubt. Nick Foles, you know, your boy. You know, the, the division has gotten into oh, the, the, it's so it's it's so more good importantly, so, who does Dominic like like today? We'll come oh, back. Oh, uh, we'll get his picks. Don't worry. He's ready to go. He woke up this morning and said, Mom, I need to study the red zone on today. Week 12 NFL Lombardi line. V-SIN, the sports betting network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, of course, football season is here. BetMGM.com, the app, King of Sportsbooks. Great user interface. When you're here in town, stop by. If you got a Nevada issued ID, go to a BetMGM property. You're ready to bet within minutes. You got to be 21 years or older, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1 800 522. 4700. Speaking of BetMGM, John Ewing let us know. Again, Bucks, Colts, most heavily bet game on the board. Pats, Titans, Eagles, Giants. We're going to get to the Bucks, Colts here in a second as we welcome you back. Hope you're having a nice weekend. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. Okay, Michael, let's get to this one. And again, the Colts kind of flying high uh, at this point. You know, it's interesting. I don't think, and you've been talking about this defense ad nauseum in a good way, and your boy Eberflus, they're seven and four to the over this year. That's as far as an over team, the Colts are it this year, and it's expected, that was expected to build off that run game and defense. It just hasn't happened defensively for them. You know, this is a really interesting game the way you break it down in the sense that the strength of the Bucks is their run defense. And if they get Vita Vey back today, which I believe they will, that's really going to help them. They get Devin White back. That helps them tremendously. Hard to run the ball on Todd Bowles. The way I think this game's got to go for Tampa to cover the three is they have got to stop Taylor from running the ball. And they've got to put all the pressure, all the pressure on on Carson Wentz, who to me has become Ricky Fowler. He's great when there's no pressure on him. You know, he'll play great on Thursday and, you know, if he's not in the tourney or Friday when he's out of the tournament. But when they're, you put pressure on, on Carson Wentz and he has to deliver, that's a real issue. I think if, they, if the Colts don't win this and get to 7-5 and five, and they don't think they're going to the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if they backed off of Wentz and started to play some of the other players uh, Ellinger or whomever, because they don't want to give up a one-up to the Eagles. But the point here about this game is is it's going to start with Brady. Brady knows what Eberflus is doing pre-snap and post-snap. He will be in the perfect play pretty much all the time. The only way the Colts will stop Brady today is if the pressure gets to Brady, if the defensive line plays really well. Marpet isn't going to play today, the left guard. That hurts, right? So they lose a little, one of their offensive linemen. You've got to be able to pressure Brady inside 
and you've got to be at Buckner's got to win and get in his face because the coverages and if they play man it's over if they play zone Brady will have four incompletions for the game it's a hard hard game for the Colts I don't care that they're playing home Conversely, looks like Quentin Nelson's going to play, so they're going to be healthy for the first time up front across the board. The Colts today, three straight wins for the Colts coming into this matchup, Michael. You know, what's killed them this year? They're one and three in one-score games. We're going to talk about the yeah. Bengals coming up, who have been awesome in one-score games. We can't read that team, but the Colts, they've been losing those tight ones this year. Well, go back to week two, right? They have the Rams come in and, and Stafford. You know, they, it, that game looks like it's closer than it is. It's 27-24. It was a late touchdown by the Colts to really close that game out. Seattle went in there and beat them. When the Seattle, in opening day, when they could throw the football, throwing the ball against this team. I mean, the Jets threw for 486 against them. You know, the Texans, ha uh, the Jets had 486 yards of total offense. I mean, when you look at their pass defense, when they play against good players, a good offense, they struggle, especially an offense that understands what Eberflus is your spot dropper. I mean, this is, in all due respect to high school, this is a high school defense. They're going to spot drop. They're going to get to their spots. They're going to read the quarterback's shoulders. They're going to break on the ball. That's really good in theory. When you're playing Tom Brady, it ain't very good because he knows what they're doing, so he moves his shoulder slightly. His eyes look somewhere else. He kind of maneuvers the defense with his body, and if he has time, that ball won't touch the ground. Can the Colts stop Tom Brady? I think you just answered that for me. This is, and the Bucks they have the best rush defense in football. So on paper, the matchup doesn't look for, great for the Colts. And you take a look, Tampa Bay 0-5 ATS on the road this season. So the Colts may be licking their chops a little bit to get them coming to them. Yeah, I mean, look, but but here's the thing. I think the, the Bucks have seen that, right? The Bucks know they haven't been great on the road this year. But the one thing we do know, Philly ran for 100 yards against them in, in, in week, uh, I think it was week six or something like that. And then when you break it down, I mean, the Bears could, they let the Bears run the ball. That was at home. But on the road, they have not been, they have not given up very many yards. The, the Saints ran for 152 when Kamara was still playing. This will be the challenge. If they stop the run, which I think they will today, if they really commit to the run, and they understand how to stop the run, they're the best run defense in the league in terms of teams. Where they're really good is teams don't even attempt to run. They're number one in the attempts against them. Think about that, Patrick, right? Teams don't want to run the ball on them. And they're also number two in average per attempt in those. So this is a hard team to run the ball. Now, Frank Wright will do a good job of scheming some runs, but consistently running the ball is hard to do against the Bucks. And, Michael, to your point, look, the Colts can stop the run as well. Where they struggle is stopping the pass. This is a concern as you have the best pass that passer in football coming in as far as numbers are concerned this year. Yeah, and, 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 and the only way you're going to mess him up is you have to disrupt his timing. You have to jam the receivers. You've got to get into the paint. You've got to make him uncomfortable. You know, the crowd noise isn't going to make him uncomfortable. He's won there with the Patriots before. He's been in that right. place many, many times. So he knows what it's like. And when he can read your mail, when he knows what it's going to be like, and he's going to determine it, they'll do a lot of pre-snap shifts to understand when they're in man, when they're in zone, and go from there. I, I think it's a game where, look, 
if the Bucks stop the run and play from in front, this will be a hard game for the Colts to catch up because Wentz will have to participate in this game. That's the key. If you're the Bucks, you're on the bus going to the stadium today saying, look, we got to get Wentz to throw this thing 40 times. We get Wentz to throw it 40 times, we'll win the game. So unders are cashing close to 57% this year. However, I told you Indianapolis 7-4 and four to the over. Tampa 5-5, five and five, so they're evened out on the over-under. Do you consider this? Would you expect a shootout? The numbers indicate 53.5 for a total. You know, I think both teams, I, I, well, look, Wentz has got to be able to move the football. He's got to throw the ball against us. The only chance they really have, and I think they'll come out throwing. I think they'll throw to run, not run to throw. I think it gives them the best chance. I think they know they have to play from in front. I think that's the one thing you got to get. When Frank Wright knows what he has to do to start a game off, I think he knows he's got to play from in front because if he lets Brady play from in front and control the pace of the game, it's going to be really problematic because, look, they know by now they know what Wentz is. Wentz is pro prone to make mistakes. He's prone to turn this ball over. And if he does, you know, that's not very good. That's not going to be a very good situation for him. And when they, when they do a good job, I mean, they're on a three-game win streak, Patrick. Guess what? Wentz hasn't turned the ball over in three weeks. You know why? Because they finally admitted that they're no longer a passing team. They're a Jonathan Taylor team. I hope your boy, King Dominic, knows you got an early kick in New England today. This number has jumped oh, over ready. that key number of seven, up to seven and a half at both, both books. And for good reason, Michael, Tennessee's missing their three stars on offense. Yeah, I mean, this is really not a – this is not because New England's so dominant and they're on the win streak. This is a reflection, and we've seen yesterday in the Michigan-Penn State game that sometimes those numbers that move in a direction don't really help you. And, and Michigan State missing all those players and still beat Penn State. Hats off to Mel Tucker. Maybe Amal will quiet down a little bit after that. But uh -oh. the reality here is – I'm sorry. The reality here is – is this team is beat up. Let's face it, this Tennessee Titans team is really beat up. They don't have all their guys, and that's why the line's moving. New England is healthy. New England will go into this game as a healthy team. We're still at seven. Does it go to seven and a half? It's seven and a half, to. yeah. Well, I think that well, might be stale. Unless yeah. Sometimes South Point's a little different. Our number here, is it still seven? Yep, still seven. Mostly everybody else, seven and a half. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's a lot of points to lay. I think that one thing about Vrabel is he will try to slow the – but who's running the football for him? I mean, Foreman, he's banged up. You know, I mean, Foreman's banged up. McNichols, he did not – he's in concussion protocol. I don't think he's going to play. Like, where are they getting their run? Where Everything's going to fall on Tannehill's shoulders. And they're going to have to play just really great defense. I mean, it's going to be hard. So do you remember in the first quarter, week 10, when the Browns took a 7 nothing lead over the Patriots? You remember that, yeah, right? sure, well, absolutely. So, well, since then, all the Patriots have done is outscore their opponents 70 to nothing. Yeah. 70 well, to I mean, nothing. That, well, you know, he does – look, Atlanta had opportunities, missed a couple field goals in that game. But, look, their defense is – they set the edge well. We talked about last year. They couldn't set the edge. This year they set the edge. They're hard. They're physical. And to beat them, you've got to be able to spread them out and make their linebackers cover in space and make their linebackers play on the second level, going backwards, not coming forwards. That's going to be a really challenge for Tennessee. Tennessee's going to need to turn the ball over. Look, I could say this unequivocally. The Patriots are tired of losing to the Titans. The Patriots are tired of playing bad against the Titans. I mean, that's all they heard about all week long is how the Titans have come in and punched them in the mouth. And so I don't think there's any way this team's looking forward to the Buffalo game next Monday night. They're focused on Tennessee because their head coach has been persistent about how much Tennessee Tennessee has kicked them right in the mouth.
Okay, a crazy number here as the Titans are catching seven and a half. We just jumped to seven and a half here. Steven, just let me know. Tennessee is five and zero outright as a dog this year. Not against the spread, outright five and zero. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. This is what Vrabel does. Vrabel loses to the Jets. Vrabel loses to Houston but at home. But but let's take it in context. He lost to the Jets because he had no players. He lost to the Texans because he had no players. Today he has no players and he's playing a good team. We'll see. So you're saying it could get ugly? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, I, th I think it has the potential to get ugly, but the I, I but I lean towards taking it. If you're going to give me seven and a half in the Titans, I might t I'm going to take it. We'll get your numbers and juxtapose those to uh, the market's numbers coming up with Lombardi's line. Next, our buddy Will Hill is going to join right here on a Sunday edition of the Lombardi line. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Express bet, first bet. Get involved in the horse racing. Speaking of horse racing, I was just telling Femi, a friend of mine hit an $80,000 pick five yesterday. Shout to Jason. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to $1,000 bonus. Visit slash horses for details. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. Lombardi Line, presented by BetMG. $80,000. Pick five yesterday for Jason. My goodness, Michael. We could all use $80,000, no? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> it is. That's no incredible. Doubt. New York City Pod, New York City Cast. Will Hill joins us now, and we're going to talk some uh, betting with our buddy Will out in Connecticut. Will, we're going to start here. King of the North, you're going to take the Browns catching five today. Five, five and a half against the Ravens. Yeah, I'm surprised this line is that high. Uh, I just think the Ravens are not as good as you think defensively, you know, they're kind of living on the reputation. They're not even okay defensively. You look at them yards per play, only the Jets are worse. They're 6.2 allowed, worse than Kansas City. Uh, and look, I know it was bad with the Browns last week. They struggled to move the ball on Detroit, but we know how these teams can look different week to week. I just think divisional game, you're getting this many points over a field goal. Uh, I think this will be a competitive game here. And correction, I was reading this wrong, Michael. This It's three and a half, and a couple of books yeah, have actually gone to three. So Baltimore yeah. lane three and a half is pretty much where it is right now. Yeah, and I think what Will said is true. I mean, their defense is not the same, but the one thing about their defense, their pass defense has really been poor, and their inability to rush the passer. The way Mayfield played last week, and, you know, maybe he's going to be healthier this week, and these rivalry games tend to bring out the best in you, but I think this is a game where if the Ravens must stop Nick Chubb, you must eliminate the big play and stop Nick Chubb, and he's part of that big pay, that big pay, big play entourage that the Browns unfold. I think the matchup does favor the Ravens with Lamar coming back off the cold. I don't know if Hollywood Brown is morning. He was going to be a game time decision. But look, the Browns have played Lamar pretty well in the past. We'll see. I mean, remember the overtime game. That game got away from both teams last year in Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore won the overtime. They were able to put up a ton of points. You know, I, I think Baltimore, this is a moment where they didn't play well in Miami, got beat. They didn't play well in Chicago, got lucky. And this is one I think they need to dominate. And I, I think if you get three and a half, as long as you get that hook, I think you got to take the Brownies. Two spots that Mike Tomlin's been great in his career. He's been great in many spots. But one is against Cincinnati, he's cashing 69% ATS. And as a dog, Mike Tomlin's cashing 68% in his career as a dog. And he is a dog in Cincinnati, Will. He's catching three and a half. Yeah, I know we all give Tomlin a lot of crap, and rightfully so, the clock management, the, the game management. But, man, he is good at just getting his team to play. Remember, he got him to, what, 8-8 eight and eight a couple years ago with Duck Hodges. And another spot I really like him in is... 
Yes. I'm going to go ahead and take it easy on that feed for a second as Will is breaking up a little bit. Let's bring him down and then we'll get him reset here. But this is a game, of course, Michael. Yeah. It's almost like Pittsburgh does, and Tomlin at this point does what Belichick does. That second half against the Chargers, you're starting to see something built here. That was their best half of the season. Oh, no doubt. They had some confidence offensively. I mean, their offensive line is playing better. And look, they had a lead. They're up 37-34 in that game. I mean, you know, and they rallied back from behind. And they're a little healthier today. They'll get T.J. Watt back. they get Minka Fitzpatrick back, which will help their tackling. And the fact that Cincinnati has beaten them two times in a row can't be sitting very well with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I expect the Steelers to have their best performance today. I think they'll come out. I mean, this is do or die for their season here. And I think they'll play well today. I really do. This is Tomlin. I love Tomlin in this situation. I do, too. Will is back. Let's go Chargers. Okay, so you got two and a half. I got two and a half here on the sheet, but mostly everybody's up to three. That key number of three NFL betting. Chargers at Denver lane three, Will. I like the Chargers here. I just think you're getting the better quarterback. Uh, to me, Denver has really regressed since the beginning of the year when they beat up on a soft schedule. I know it's never easy with the Chargers, and last week's a perfect example. They're up 17. Next thing you know, they're losing the game, you know, block punts. But uh, to me, everything the Chargers want to accomplish is still right in front of them. Uh, I'm going to take the better offense, just the better quarterback. I don't trust Bridgewater. Uh, I know he's been great as a dog, but most of those games as a dog are big spreads. This one, you basically got to win the game. I like the Chargers here. You know, three's a lot. I mean, I, this this was two and a half pretty much. It moved to three. I don't trust the Chargers. I, I'm a little different with Will on this one. I don't trust the Chargers. I, I think coming off the bye, it's, it's, this is an inter-squad scrimmage, right? This is what we're dealing with because both teams are on the same defense. I think Bridgewater will play well today. I think they've practiced against this so much they'll play weather. I think the over's in play here, too, because I think both teams offensive, offensively will move the ball. It's an inter-squad game, and I think Bridgewater as a dog is always something. And plus playing up there, look, I love Herbert, but this defense gave up 37 points to Pittsburgh, and we are all kidding about Ben Roethlisberger. But we could say Teddy's no good, and I agree. Teddy's not very good, but either is Ben, and he put 37 on him. So this is interesting. The Rams and Green Bay, which we're going to discuss a ton, Michael, at the top of the hour, the tickets are split. You can find the ticket splits over at vcin.com, yet the Rams number is rising here. It's up to two and a half. A couple books up to two and a half, many books at two with the Rams laying it in Green Bay, Will. Yeah, you're kind of missing the best number here. If you're going to lay the two and a half, maybe just opt for a money line so you don't get burned by the one or the two. I just think the Packers are all beat up. Rodgers hasn't practiced all week. They're missing three offensive linemen. Uh, they still got the two big guys, uh, Smith and Alexander, on defense out. The Rams are rested. They're motivated off two straight losses. They've had a couple weeks here to go to school on this Green Bay defense. And remember, Green Bay hasn't had a bye yet, so maybe they're a little fatigued. Uh, I just think this is a good matchup for the Rams. They can put Jalen Ramsey on Adams, uh, and I just think they'll move the ball. They've also had a couple weeks to get these new pieces integrated in terms of Odell Beckham, Von Miller. So good spot, I think, here for the Rams. I love the Rams here, Patrick, and I think Matthew Stafford is not intimidated by going into Lambeau Field. I Been mean, there he's plenty. Done so many times. Been there plenty. Been there plenty and played well. You know, and I think that the Rams got kicked in the mouth a couple times now, and they they need to get their they need to get going. They need to get this is the moment they need to start to show that they a can run the football and b this to me is not a play for the Rams as much as it is a play against the Packers not having their full team. This is a little bit like Tennessee. This is not a, a disrespect. 
respect towards the Packers. It's just that they don't have all their players, particularly on defense, and they're going against an elite quarterback and an elite offense. I think it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, if you want to bet the Rams, maybe do it now because as Femi just mentioned, I think Circa touched three for a second. I got them juiced up on the two and a half. So again, every book's different, but we could be seeing some threes with the Rams laying it. So I, just if you want to bet the Rams, maybe just bet it now before we do see the threes. You'd see buyback, obviously, once we get the three, but uh, to be safe. Now, we didn't, before we say goodbye, Will, we didn't get your play on uh, a big game for your Vikings today up in San Francisco and San Fran's lane three and a half. Up to three and a half, I think that makes it a play on the Vikings. This is pretty much a playing game. Uh, if you look at the NFC wildcard picture, whoever wins this game is in great shape. If the Vikings go to six and five, they still have the Lions. They still have the Bears twice. They have a home game with the Steelers. They'll probably get to nine or ten and get in. Uh, this is a huge game. I think these are two pretty similar teams, dead even teams, so I will take the points here. I'm a little nervous. I can't get that game in the, in the playoffs a couple years ago out of my head, my head where the the, ran, the uh, 49ers just ran the ball down the Vikings' throat. Vikings couldn't block them. I don't think the Vikings got past midfield except for uh, one broken play touchdown against the Diggs. But with the three and a half, I think it's a play here on the Vikings. Yeah, I, I kind of think it is too. I mean, look, the Vikings have been in a lot of three-point games all year. And their offense is, I mean, Cousins is playing really well. And you can throw the ball on San Francisco. And look, nobody wants to admit this. I mean, we've we've eliminated the Trey Lance conversation, haven't we? Patrick, have you heard it much of that? There's I haven't, been no talk about hasn't that. Hasn't been a whisper. How about Hasn't been, how about this lot? There has been a whisper of this. Grappolo might be back in 2022. Well, he that, should that's be the back. other whisper. What are you he should do? be back. You know, I mean, they know it. And this will be a big game about Garoppolo's future. I, I, I just think to me, three and a half, I'm with Will. You, if you get that hook, I think this will be a close field goal type game. Sports are wild, man. It's a nightmare that Garoppolo's playing well for that franchise. It's a, it's nightmare. a nightmare. It is. Yeah. Well, you know, if they would have drafted Mac Jones, it wouldn't be there. Oh, he would. Mac Jones would be starting. There, there would be no doubt about. They would that. just put him in. Yeah, but you know, they didn't want to do that. Okay. It's Twitter, the... <laughs> Twitter told them they can't. Well, tw Pro Football Focus told them. They can't. Wait, who's? That? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the outlet. Pro Football Focus. Thank you. Pro Football Focus. Uh, Twitter hires and fires possible. coaches and Jenny drafts Fleck quarterbacks. When you say, Jenny, Jenny Fleck, Fleck, when you say that, uh, I'd get yes. down on a knee, but the camera wouldn't pick it up. But I promise you, I do. Okay, Will Hill, New York City Cast, Beeson.com slash podcast. Thank you, buddy. Have a good Sunday. Thanks, Will. Appreciate right. you, man. Green, you guys, green, green Zone as well today. Will will be a part of that broadcast. Yeah. The, Garoppolo just steady. Smooth and steady, man. There's that's you know, the problem. I mean, d d d you know, I mean, and they're they're all, the receivers are playing well. The offense is moving the ball. They've lost their right tackle. They seem to have overcome that, and they've been able to do it. Now this will be obviously Minnesota's defense will be a little bit challenged to slow them down. But I think the back and forth. I think this will be a back and forth game. I think it'll be a great game. But Cousins is playing really well, and you know they've got to be able to make these throws down the field like they did against Green Bay. When you get Jefferson. I know what Will's saying, you know, Jefferson and Thielen, they've got to be able to block up front to make to attack a, a very, to me, a secondary that you can attack in San Francisco. Who, who, who is laying three and a half with San Francisco? Not me. I mean, Minnesota's 5-1 yeah, I mean, ATS think, is a dog this year as well. I, I mean, I think it's a good play to get the hook on them, you know? Yeah, I mean, as, as soon as you get if three it's three, If it's three, I think you pass on it. I really do. At three and a half, I think you take it. Remember, point differential, three by far the most important number. Games decided right around 14% by that number of three in the NFL. Okay, we continue. Good job out of Will. Good job out of Michael as we continue along. Good job out of Jimmy G. How about some props to Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. randomly? Trey, the fact that Trey Lance isn't even going to see the field next year is just so rich. We come back with Josh, a market update next here, Lombardi Line.
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, king of sportsbooks. So I'm going to make this simple for you. BetMGM, first off, if you're a seasoned better, it's a great app. But if you're just getting started, if you bet $10 today on a game, anybody scores a touchdown in that game, if you use the bonus code VSIN200, VSIN200, you win 200 bucks paid for in free bets. That's a good way to start your account. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Again, you got to be 21 years or older. Please gamble responsibly. If you do have a gambling problem, please call one 800 Gambler. Got you back here on the Lombardi line. Week 12 in the NFL. Hope you're doing well as we continue with our Thanksgiving weekend here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome in our buddy Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the pod. Betting across America with Pritch. And we say good morning, Josh. How are you? 
Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Michael. Happy Sunday, week 12 of the NFL. Season's flying by. And guys, kind of on, on Thanksgiving, we saw a microcosm of what we've seen all year long. Dogs 2-1 ATS, unders 2-1. This is a trend that we've been seeing pretty much since opening day. Uh, you look at dogs now on the year in the NFL, just grabbing these points. 95-71 and 71 against the spread, 57.2%. But really, it's this road dog angle in particular. Kind of the lack of home field advantage we've seen for the last couple years now. Road dog 63-36 and 36 ATS, 64%. But the number one angle, guys, and this is what you have a bunch of system matches on today, five matches overall. The best spot for dogs, these road dogs plus seven or less. They're 52 and 19 against the spread, 73%. Wow. You'd be up 29 units just playing this system, guys. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. And if you actually flip it the other way and look at these road dogs plus seven and a half or more, they're only 11 and 16 ATS, 40%. So it's really that road dog seven or less spot that's really cashed consistently all year long. And really, uh, among all these matches here, the Browns, you guys talked about it with Will Hill, but this you're seeing a lot of late movement toward Cleveland right now. A lot of these books open with Baltimore laying five or even four and a half. You're getting 67% of bets at BetMGM laying the points with Baltimore. You know, at home, prime time, Lamar Jackson's back. Easy play to just lay it with the Ravens. Yet we're seeing a lot of movement toward Cleveland all the way down from, you know, four, five, uh, four and a half or five, now down to three and a half. And if you like Cleveland, you probably want to bet them now. Don't don't get late to this to uh, to this party. It looks like it's going down to the key number of three. That hook could be crucial in all these matches. Divisional dogs this year, 57% ATS. Conference dogs, 61% ATS. Those primetime dogs, 22 and 12 ATS, 65%. You're going to get some of these injured guys back for uh, for Cleveland. Your two-headed monster there, Kareem Hunt joining Chubb. Conklin on the O-line could be coming back. And also, guys, keep an eye out for this under here. We saw something crazy where uh, at the early start of the season, primetime overs were just killing it. I think they started like 8-0. and But the last month, these primetime unders, 10-4. and four. You got a little up. bit of wind. Yeah, it's evening up, Patrick. Yeah, they re exactly. it really is. And there's not going to be – I'm just going to cut in here for a second, Josh, because I want to get Michael's take on the Browns-Ravens. No weather today, Josh, and I'll follow up with you on this, maybe in Green Bay. But, Michael, the weather should be fine. It's pretty good for November 28th to not be affected by the weather. Your take on that Browns team getting bet in Baltimore. I, I think Conklin coming back is a huge one. They get the right tackle to get some stability at right tackle. And then, obviously, Hunt coming back gives them the dynamic duo. They've got to. But Mayfield's still injured. I mean, Mayfield can't make plays in the passing game, and it's been a problem. Now, if he's healthier this week, I mean, if you watch that tape against Detroit, it was painful. I mean, Detroit should have won the game. I mean, the Browns had opportunities to put the game away, and Detroit had an opportunity late in the game to come back. Mayfield was that bad, and he's going to have to play a lot better today. I think, to me, Baltimore is vulnerable against a team that can really throw the football. I think Mayfield's got to play well today for them to cover this line. And, you know, we know that Lamar's healthy, and we know Lamar is always able to move the football at different times, and the game's never out of reach with Lamar. So... You know, to me, I think this is such a rivalry game that that three and a half is huge. You know, I never saw the fives, Josh. I never saw really the fours. I saw just, to me, this open three and a half, and it's kind of been there all week, maybe four to three and a half. But I could see people starting to bet Cleveland today because they are healthier. Yeah, good good point, Michael. Correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. Four maybe is the most we got, and it's been sitting four, four, three and a half now. 
Yeah, I... yeah, you're exactly right. So yeah, Michael, you're right. I think uh, just a couple kind of, you know, what we call square books or maybe books that are like copycat books tailored toward public betters, round of five there, but that was kind of your early number. You're totally right. This line coming back uh, toward, you know, the Cleveland Browns here and just kind of a classic, you know, public all over that, you know, favorite at home, 67% in a primetime game. Yet we're seeing this line go to Cleveland and these divisional spots. We tend to see these tight games. I'd be looking at the three and a half before it falls to three. Make sure you get that hook. Really, really important. How about the you, next two, Josh? We both love Vikings and Steelers. I'm with you. Then we can get to the Jets. Let's start with the Vikings and Steelers and throw it to Michael on those two. Yeah, so Vikings, really interesting. I mean, I think you did have some respected money early on the 49ers. Uh, a lot of these books, some of them were like, I think like two and a half up to three and a half. But you're starting to see the three and a half, maybe this high watermark, a little bit of buyback juice-wise coming back toward the Vikings. And this is really interesting, guys. If you look at this matchup, coach quarterback, Shanahan as a favorite, not very good laying numbers, 10 and 22 ATS, 31%. Jimmy G as a favorite, 10 and 15 ATS, 40%. You flip it with Cousins. Cousins, we all make fun of him, you know, not winning these big games, but he's 34 and 25 against the spread as a dog. So all these angles with, you know, uh, the 49ers coach quarterback, not good as a favorite, but Cousins good as a dog would match there with Minnesota. And then, guys, you hit on it with Mike Tomlin. You're seeing late buyback here toward Pittsburgh. A lot of these, you know, three-and-a-halves are juiced up like they may fall to three with the Steelers. Mika Fitzpatrick should be in. T.J. Watt should be in. That's also maybe a windy underplay, late-season divisional under. But I'd be looking at the points there with all these plus three-and-a-half dogs today. If I forced you, Michael, that, Vikings or Steelers? Game, Go ahead. Well, I like both. I like I like both the Vikings and I like the Steelers. But that game... I, that game was four and a half. It's in the contest at four and a half. Now it's down to three and a half, and I think it'll go to three. I think that everybody understands Tomlin as a dog. Do I think the Pittsburgh wins? Nah, maybe not. But I think they'll keep it a close game. I think this is their season, and I think they're healthier, especially with T.J. Watt. Remember, the one thing about the Bengals that's been very clear all year, their offensive line is not good. And if Pittsburgh can get some pass rush on Bur Burrow and create some turnovers and, and get Nigel Harris going, Ben looked be their offense looked better in that second half against the Chargers. There's no doubt about that. And the next one, Jets catching two and a half at the Texans. But let's flip to the next graphic here for those that are visually inclined to learn. Uh, Non-conference unders, Josh. Let's get started with this one. Yeah, this is another uh, kind of trend we've seen. And again, if you're kind of a contrarian minded better than the NFL, it's been a really good year. Public loving these favorites and overs, a lot of these unders and dogs doing very well. If you just look in general, uh, unders this year, 96 and 71, 57.5%. One angle would be also when the total is 45 or less, these lower totals that you feel like got to go over, they're actually 34 and 20 to the under 63%. But really the top angle here, and we're showing it on our VEASAN board, are these non-conference unders, 37 and 18, 67.3% this year and i think it's kind of this lack of familiarity maybe uh you know historically we kind of feel like hey if you don't know what to expect uh, maybe it's going to benefit uh, defenses here, and that's what we've seen this season. So that Jaguars one kind of caught my guy, my eye, guys. The, both these offenses struggling. You actually, uh, it's kind of hard to believe, but Jaguars are eight and three to the under. We kind of think of them as like giving up a lot of points and catching overs. That hasn't been the case. Atlanta struggled offensively. That was a forty-seven and a half all the way down to forty-six with Jacksonville. Now the Colts Buccaneers one, you had a lot of over money in that one, and we kind of think, hey, you know, you're going to score a lot of points. Jonathan Taylor's running around. You know, it's going to be a high-scoring game. It did open 51 and a half. It's up to 53. But if you look at buying low on these totals when they're 50 or higher, guys, these inflated numbers, they've been pretty good, 58% this year. And then Dolphins-Panthers, maybe we get a, you know, a 20 to 17 type game. That thing opened around 
42 and a half. It's actually hitting down to 41. That could be another low scoring game, but this is your under match that's been the best. These non conference on Michael, I will say the five games two has started, they score. And but more than what we've seen with Brissett. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And they then move the ball. He, they move the ball better. I know we crush him all the time. McCaffrey as well. The four games he's played, they scored a 25 or more. So those two are in today. No doubt. And I think this is a matchup in Carolina. We're going to Miami. Carolina's defensive front's got to really put pressure on. They've got to take advantage of a bad Miami offensive line. They know the ball's coming out quick. They know it's going to be diagonals and slants and, and flares. They know where the passes are going to go. It's been declared. They've got to be able to pressure Tua and get him to create some turnovers. Those are great graphics and great work, uh, Stephen and Josh, together. I think it's important to post those. For, I mean, if you're cashing 67% on these non-conference unders, Josh, you're going to buy a bigger house than the one you and Alicia bought. You feel me? <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, Patrick. Yeah. Well, we're going to run the board with you coming up, so get ready, Josh. So appreciate you. It's Market Insights is the pod at Josh underscore Insights. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, guys. Keep grinding. Okay, thank you. Michael, we haven't – I kind of slow-rolled the Rams and Green Bay Packer game, which, yeah. again, everybody's getting it, up to two, two and a half now. Um, it, 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 it is all related to the injury report. It's so – and the Packers' offensive line, like Will Ill Hill said earlier in the program, I mean, they could be missing five starting off – three starting off – three of the five starting offensive linemen against the front that you got to block, particularly Aaron Donald. And then the quarterback, that toe is a problem. I mean, that toe is a problem. And he's got to plan off it and make a lot of throws. So – I, I think to me, look, I do. I think I think the Packers play well. Look, they're always in every game with Aaron Rodgers, and you know Aaron Jones says he's going to try to go. It'll be a game time decision, but to me, I, I think this is one the Packers need to get healthy. They will see this rematch again. I really believe that. We'll come back and get Michael's full take on this one. Rams Packers. We see one and a half there. Most books are now up to two and a half at a total of forty seven. It's going to be cold, maybe a little wind, but weather shouldn't be an issue in Green Bay at the end of November. Okay, we continue week 12 in the NFL. Come on back. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From football playoffs to basketball madness... TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.